Hey, group chat. I know y'all see my text. There's tea to be spilled. Each week, we're bringing you our unfiltered take on culture, news, dating, and our lives as Black millennial women. We're coming to y'all with the honesty and eye rolls that only a text chain with your girls can. This is Black Girls Texting with Chelsea, Glenn, and Shade. Another episode of Black Girls Texting. It's me, Sade. I got Chose Pinky. And Bedsty Brat. Um, what's happening? On red or reply. I'll begin. I'm going to leave on red being in passport purgatory. That's what oh. Yeah, I fucked around and just didn't submit my passport to be renewed until I had a trip like a month and a week away. And now all the girls are talking about how everybody's passport is stuck in limbo. And I called a contact of mine who works like in the government. And she was like, listen, I'm going to be in Shuma face on Thursday. But is that, you want me to use your chip right now? But that, because you fucked up. You want to use your chip with the speaker because you fucked up. Let me know if you want to use your chip because you want to go partying or if you want to use your chip later. Yes. Money. You call me back if you really want me to make that call for you. And I was like, What would be the alternative? What else would you be getting? She was like, I don't know. From Chuck Schumer? Isn't he out the door anyways? Maybe a stimmy. I don't know. But then she made me scared and I was like, I don't know. But yeah, so we'll we'll see. I and that might bring me into my own on reply is my like self imposed uh I'm having a personal retreat right now just gotten away. I'm out of the city. I'm trying not to like communicate with people as actively, as readily, not think about work. Just trying to compartmentalize lots of pieces of my life and give my time to them when I'm there. And when I'm not engaged in those things, I don't want to think about them anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. So I was thinking like, if I don't go on this trip, I could just continue my retreat. I could save half my money, spend the other half on non-invasive facial procedures. And then... (laughs) That's true. Either way, it could work. Listen, you'll be missed, but it's in God's hands. It's in God's hands. Um, I guess I'll jump in because it's kind of connected. Um, I'm just leaving work on red. Like, I'm tired. I'm so tired. (sighs) We got new hires and, like, it's great, but, like, I still have to train people. So it's Mm. like... The time it would take me to do something on my own, it's like, do I want to pull them in and show them how to do everything for it to take two times the amount of time or just do it myself? But if I never train them, then they'll never be able to do it. So it's just very frustrating. I'm also very type A, so I like things done a certain way. It's just, uh, I don't know. I'm over it, but I'm almost at the freedom line. Mm-hmm. I'm replying to my birthday trip. It is in 11 days. Thank you, God. I cannot wait. Got my hair done, my lashes. Hopefully they last. Might have to do a quick fill before I leave. Get my nails done. I've been doing my Vela shape laser. Is it working? I don't know. Well, that doesn't sound like it is. Like, You're not selling it to me. Like, I don't see, like, OD ab definition. And they say it takes a while and it's, like, it shrinks your fat cells so that, like, new fat doesn't, like, 
come back as easily. I'm probably describing this so poorly and incorrectly. How many sessions have you done? I've done three. So they recommend four to six. Hmm. Okay. So I guess we'll see. Um, but it seems like it's all about that uh, e-sculpt, um, mm. which is Breddington. Mm. But even e-sculpt, I think they say you see results in like two months. So I don't know, but I'm still just doing my little workouts, getting it together, getting my outfits together, you know, just like trip prep. And then I will just be in pure bliss. Can't wait for that. Okay, my turn. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So I have what I'm leaving on red is the reaction to the Cutting Room Floor podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, now people are saying that the host, um, Rachel, is anti-Semitic. So I had a whole mm-hmm. conversation with my friend who's Jewish, and he was like, he doesn't see how it's anti-Semitic. And I listened back. I don't see how it's anti-Semitic. I did learn, though, that um, the word Jap is anti-Semitic, which I did not know. Um, so I won't be using that word anymore. But yeah, it's just crazy to me how this woman basically was like hanging herself by saying ridiculousness. Uh, the what's her name, Leandra mm-hmm. um, Cohen, and somehow someone on the internet spun it into Rachel being anti-Semitic. So I do think it's problematic when you. Um, she really wasn't even critiquing this woman. The woman really just did it to herself, but. Whenever that happens, that label being put on someone, um, it's a very intense label. It shouldn't be thrown around loosely. It means something. There's history. Um, so people should use it in a more sensible way. Um, I wonder if it's the moment, like when um, she is saying like Leandra can't equate the Jewish experience to the black experience. You can't. That's and not and, and so, no 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 but I'm saying I'm wondering if that's what people are like reaching for. Oh yeah, I, maybe. Um, well, I've been seeing people keep they keep referencing referencing I guess allegedly I don't remember this part specifically but I guess she said like to assimilate Jewish women will get um, a nose job and a keratin treatment and people have I've been seeing people write that a lot like how that's really offensive and anti-Semitic because. I don't know. I guess they're, it's, it is implying that they can wash away all their traumas and things and their history of I see. trauma by just becoming white. When yeah, I think if she not. said that, mm-hmm. I would definitely agree. But that's not what she said. She didn't say you could wash away your trauma by getting a keratin treatment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so I um, and I'm replying to something that I saw on the Internet. It's kind of been going viral. It's oh, it's not this one. It's basically men expressing things that they would women knew oh yeah um and a lot of my guy friends like they were like it's so true like you know they feel like they can't i guess express themselves which is so sad for them um but yeah so there were things on there that are now deleted (laughs) i I remember one it was like um we don't know what we want to eat either Which I love. That was just like a funny, silly one. That was But it was pretty like vulnerable. There was more than just that. I know. I saved it down and I'm trying to find it. But there were some and it was like, you know, sometimes we want a compliment too. Like they're not used to getting compliments or like sometimes even if I'm not talking, I'm really enjoying my time with you. I'm just Mm. like not talking. (laughs) Um, 
So yeah, I thought that was really sweet. I, I love seeing men like talk to each other and like communicate and, you know, feel their feelings. So it always makes me feel bubbly inside. Do you guys compliment your men's? Hell yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. What do you say? Look, like, damn, fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that outfit I'm is like, amazing. Like, okay, gray sweatpants. Right. <laughs> okay, gray sweatpants. Oh, Yes. But literally, my friend, who shout out to Bernard, he he posted a picture of my boyfriend and tagged him. <laughs> and I said, untag my man. And then he started screenshotting me all the DMs he's been getting about my boyfriend. <laughs> I'm like, these bitches, they don't, they don't want it. That's hot. No, I no, don't. No, no. I don't want no crusty no. hoes. Hell no. Trying to be in my man's DMs. We are, we are in a focus place we don't need any of that nonsense <laughs> devilish yeah but that to me is like a compliment it, to both of you like I number one compliments he ain't I'm going and he ain't replying to them too it's just like damn look look at that you still and crazy got it. things too like girls zooming into his hands talking about he cleans his fingernails <laughs> like <laughs> very that's a crazy i'm like that's a basic this is odd stop tagging him um but yeah <laughs> Bachelors. Oh, oh, and I also just want to plug a show um, that I saw that I recommend other people watch just because I brought up the like Jewish conversation. It's this very interesting show, My Unorthodox Life, all about this woman who was in a super orthodox community in upstate New York. She left the community. She's now a CEO, like billionaire or I don't know if billionaire, but millionaire for sure. Um, Looks like 600 milli net worth. Yeah, she's good. Oh my god, I need to watch this show. I'm surprised you haven't watched it yet. It's I know. So good. I totally forgot about it. It's yeah. it's very interesting. But yeah, shout out to that. Yeah. If she wants to, you know, support three black women, you know, she loves to uplift a woman. We hear sis. We should message her. I think she'd come on. I think she would too. And I would actually just love to hear more about her story. But with all that being said, we'll jump into Le Hotline Bling. Um, I don't know if you guys have anything. I I do, but you know, I don't want to take go, your go, moments. Go. Girl, I don't got nothing. Damn, Glenn, what's wrong with your hotline? Did you just say she had a man? Who said I had a man? I thought Shadi said, "What do you compliment your man?" Oh no, 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 no! Like in general, yeah, her the men, yeah, in her life. <laughs> okay, well, this week's hotline bling. Uh, we are trying to make your hotline bling, ladies. Mm-hmm. We have an event this Thursday in New York City. We are collabing with our fave rum brand, 10 to 1 Rum. <laughs> um, Mark Farrell, the founder, came on the show quite some time ago. So I couldn't even tell you which episode number it is, but check that out. Um, but 10 to 1's partnering with us. We're doing a little like speed dating mingling event. We get some DMs of the ladies trying to know where to meet the knuckles, the men's. Ew, I don't know how you say that. I love it. I know, like, if you just, if you remember, if you know, you know that reference, BBOD, bad bitches on deck. The line goes, she don't do dishes, but she does knuckles. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was Uncle Delicious from uh, the Boondocks. Okay, okay. It could be multiple references i wouldn't be surprised it could just be how somebody's granny says niggas <laughs> right like, from the south <laughs> but um 
where was I going with that? Okay, yes, it's going to be this Thursday, 6.30 to 8 um, in the city, but you need to DM your girls for an invite. We are reserving five spots for Black Girls Texting listeners. Make sure you're following us. Make sure you're following 10 to 1 Rum. And I don't know, like maybe write a review, screenshot it, send it to us. That'd be nice. There has to be an exchange here, right? <laughs> um, and pull up. We've got some cute men and some other lovely ladies, but we wanted to make sure we could open it up to our community and make your hotline bling for the rest of the summer. Yes, so don't be shy. Come true. It's a nice little selection, girls. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Successful man. My good sis, that's a black girl doing shit. Our black girl doing shit this week, ladies. Well, I have one, and then we gotta introduce the ladies that we spoke to. But I just wanted to shout out Flo and Gala. She's a photographer. Yes. We actually met her a couple weeks ago, and the moment I met her, I was like, oh, she's very dead ass. Like she's dead ass about black women, black people, our stories, representation capturing us in beautiful ways. She just had a, um, a feature on CBS Morning News that followed her through Harlem. And she just did this really dope collaboration with um, Nike and this um, community of swimmers called the Harlem Honeys and Bears. They're like these elderly, this elderly swim group that also teaches like young kids in Harlem how to swim. And the photos oh. are beautiful. And they do like, you know, synchronized swimming and things like that. And it's just sick and she's the personal photographer for cardi b as well so she gets all this like great behind the scenes footage of her she's just so fly so her at is at f-l-o-n-g-a-l-a flow in gala yes shout out to flow yes and i love that project can you say the project name one more time um honey bears hold on i'm sorry okay um harlem honeys and bears i have to look that up that is super cute because it's just like cute cute older people so i love old people all right um i will intro our guests some more black girls doing shit uh we have the ladies of good moms bad choices podcast on the show if you are here because you heard us on their show welcome we're continuing the episode if you are listening to this Go back and check out Good Mom's Bad Choices episode featuring Black Girls Texting. It'll kind of make the whole episode make sense. Um, Good Mom's Bad Choices is just an incredible duo. Their About Us says if Oprah and Howard Stern had a baby, it would be Good Mom's Bad Choices. Erica and Mila are two uncensored and outspoken sex and cannabis positive parents. They've had guests from activists like Sean King to porn stars. They're just out there. Like, I love them. And I'm really excited for y'all to hear the show. All right, y'all. It's time for the group chat. Welcome back to another episode of Black Girls Texting. We are here comfy, cozy. I've got Beds Dibrat, Glenn Blowout Pogue, (laughs) Chels Pinky. Um, She's texting our network family because we are running over. Uh Uh-oh. And... Good moms, bad choices in the building. If you heard part one, just stay tuned and buckled in for part two. 
Whoop. Hey, ladies. Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you for having us again. We love you guys. This is not love your y'all. first time, not your first rodeo. No, but I'm so happy to be in human with you. I'm yes. able to look at you, your beautiful face. Y'all are bad as hell. Feel your energy. Boy, thank you. <laughs> that was you. All your skins is popping and glowing. shit. You glowing. Hair's pressed. I was and- on the train with my beauty blender girl. Oh, hey. I know that's right. This is like feeling so interesting. We're recording so close. I know we're a little tight squeezed. We're perfect, tight squeezed. We're talking about friendship. We need you guys close and cuddle. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Okay, wait. So to start, I wanted to do word association because... Oh, I thought you hate games. I do hate games. But word association is not a game. It's a um, psychological practice. Um, Okay. (laughs) So we'll start with Jamila. Britney Spears. Save her. Mm -hmm. Erica. Bill Cosby. Bury him under the jail. Lock him up. Olympics. White shit. (laughs) Shikari Richardson. Who? Oh, oh no. <laughs> All right. Redo. Oh, the, the, the track runner. You know, I don't watch TV. We're gonna cut that like, out. I don't do Instagram. I think that was amazing. I literally so, only the runner post that for us. was smoking weed and they like, like, what did they do? Suspend her for People like 30 don't days. I my opinion on this. They're not gonna like it. No, say it. Because I, I, I have an opinion. The rules are the rules. That's what hers was. The rules are the rules. I like that there's, um, I believe that white people get away with more shit, obviously, but the rules are the rules. You know you're black. The rules are the rules. Especially because you're black. Right. Correct. I like the dialogue around it. I think it needs to get amplified because it is bullshit. But, sis. Absolutely. What are we doing? You know. <laughs> okay. Felicia Rashad. Poor baby. <laughs> Sex Life, the show you didn't watch. Gotta watch the shit. (laughs) Horoscopes, must. And last but not least, Future, the rapper. (laughs) I love the two part. Future, the rapper. (laughs) (laughs) Turn up. Too many kids. No, <laughs> terrible baby daddy. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. Can we pull a card this time? Sure. Okay. <laughs> she gonna get this Didn't card we? pulled. Yeah, okay. Damn what? card. <laughs> okay. So let's pull the cards. Come on, app. Okay. And good mom's batch choices. Y'all pull a card to start every episode. Yeah. Right? So we pull it. We pull a card every episode at the top of every episode to kind of set the tone for the week, and um, it's usually pretty much on point. And we, I don't know. We'll see what. Let's see what kind of cards we pull on in New York. I'm with Black Girls Take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, wait, is it for one person or is it for the group? It's for the group. It's a collective. Do. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because today's tarot, every single card is upside down. This app pulls like uh, you can just pick three and they, they roll them out. Um, yeah, these are all upside down, which is interesting. So let's do the first one uh, if they care to show me. Okay. Justice. Financially, avoid risky investments or gambles as you are not likely to be in luck with this card appearing. It can indicate injustice in relation to money, so be very cautious of people you are doing financial deals with at the moment. They may not be trustworthy. Mm. Mm. Um, Scary. We, uh, yeah, guys, I hope you guys aren't signing any contracts. Okay. <laughs> um, Correct. So do we. <laughs> strength. Uh, the strength tarot reversed is similar to the upright meaning in the in in that it indicates that you need to be brave and have self belief to get ahead in your career. In the reverse position in a career tarot reading, this major arcana. Arcana card is a stronger indicator that you will move on as long as you get over the fear and anxiety. Okay. And then the last one is uh, the hanged man. Hanged man oh. is very straightforward in what it says. In love and relationship issues, it implies that you are thinking that although you can see all of the bad qualities in your partner, you're okay to be in the relationship. 
Does this, does this speak to anyone? But if they're reversed, does it that mean does it mean the opposite? Well, they're telling you that they're, what it means in, in the reverse. opposite. So when they say in reverse, it means upside down. So I don't know if, who was in love and is ignoring bad qualities. Stop playing. Uh, stop playing yourself. Most importantly, you need to be clear about what you are okay with, and if it's a bad quality, are you okay with it? Why are you humming me? You're making them <laughs> eyes big, so I'm looking at you. No, because you're like, hmm. No, you no, look like him and hon. You, you know Shadi got big eyes. Come on. Right. 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 I mean, you've heard her big eyes alone. <laughs> Everyone's coming for her eyes. My last episode, every time I was she was crying. Chelsea's like, are you crying? Her eyes was crying. She was crying. She always she cries and then tries to hide that she's crying. Anyway. It's okay to cry. Yeah. She doesn't always cry, but yeah. Often. If you're watching the YouTube, I'm trying to find a good journal entry to read, by the way, because we're going to laugh at me. <laughs> okay. I just want to jump into it. I have a bunch of questions. They're scattered. I've just been like binging and I just have a lot of questions. Oh, sure. You guys are both dating, but you're in a, you're in a relationship now? No. Things change no. quickly. Overnight. <laughs> I don't know what episodes you've been listening to, honey, but... Uh, I've been... I was like, like picking around, you know? I, I, I get them in and Apparently, I'm in love with love, and so they come and they go quickly. <laughs> I do be loving them, but maybe not for long. <laughs> okay, when you are in relationships, like when one is in a relationship and one isn't, how does that like work with the friendship dynamic? Yes, that's a great question. Well, well, it's funny because during COVID, me and Jamila both got boyfriends at the exact same time and then also broke up with them at the same time because that's what best fate. friends do. <laughs> um, but I guess more recently, she's been in a more serious space than I have with someone. I, I, mean, I am dating, but not like, you know, super – it's not like a – yeah, I wouldn't call him my boyfriend or anything like that. Um, oh. <clears throat> what? Well, because we just – the person I just FaceTimed with? a call. Yeah. It's like, oh. That's my boo. boo. He's not my man, though. No. Oh. Levels. No, I love him. I have love for him. We love each other. We respect each other. But there's no titles at all. And we're not working towards a title. Okay. Also, Erica and I are married. So we're primary partners. <laughs> it doesn't matter who comes into the picture. It's like, gotta go. Bye. Yeah, I don't know if it really changes the dynamic. I mean, obviously, like we we try to be on, I, like we try to be honest about, you know, we try to embrace each other's partners, but we also be knowing. <laughs> yeah, we, we've definitely- I don't think we've yet to like really date someone that like we both are like that's it. No, mm-hmm. like oh he he might be it, bitch. Yeah. No. It hasn't happened yet. In fact, like, I think her last boyfriend didn't really, we didn't really care for each other, me and that boyfriend. I, I definitely didn't care for <laughs> Y'all had <him>. beef? Yeah. <laughs> oh. And, he had beef with all my friends. He was annoying. Oh, oh that's I was, weird. I thought you were just saying me. I was like, bitch. No, no all my That's friends. odd. But, uh, yeah, it was just like, oh, he's coming. Act nice. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how important is that approval for you from your friend? Or that your friend gets along with your... I would like to say it's not important, but it is. We spend a lot of time with each other. And, like, furthermore, I I, I trust... I, she knows me. We know each other. Like, we trust each other. And, like, not that, like, everything has to go through Erica in a love space. Like, obviously, that's not realistic. However, if all of your friends don't put a nigga that you're, like, you're fucking, it's probably because he's not for you. I literally told my friends that the next man that I date, they have to, like interview <laughs> they like have they have nobody like my ex he has to go through them because i like I, mean, I didn't think i used to care about like what my friends thought and it's not really that i care about what they think it's just like they some they see things more clearly because yeah. dick and love will blur a bitch's brain mm-hmm. and if they can they know who i am at my core they know who i am when i'm happy they know who i am when i'm sad they've seen me through so many phases i trust i i do respect and trust their opinion 
So mm-hmm. that's definitely going to happen. Sorry, future, whoever the fuck you are, but it's happening. And also we're like friend friends. Like, let's go on a like family trip. Like, right. let's mm-hmm. go do stuff together. We have a tight knit group of a lot of alpha women and just like just a tight knit group, you know, whose husband, everybody does shit for everybody. Like, can your husband help us edit this? Can you do this? And it's like, if you don't mesh well into that, it's just like, what the fuck are you here for? Yeah. Okay. Before I get started with like my mom questions for the people who aren't familiar, what is good moms bad choices? Uh, good moms bad choices. We're 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 moms who are honest and real about our parenting style and about who we are and that we be fucking and we be dating and <laughs> smoking weed. We be smoking weed <laughs> and um you know just moms that are trying to be honest with about raising our kids and change like cycles that no longer serve us and that we're constantly growing and being honest about our growth and to our community just so like to normalize normal shit which people Mm -hmm. have like previously been very hush hush about but there's no there's no gain if we don't talk about the things we 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 are not good at or we fuck up in there's no gain about not being honest about who we are to each other or to ourselves so we're just trying to change that and you know be better Every day. <laughs> are there like generational like curses that you guys are like trying to break or? For sure. Absolutely. Like? Uh, we I talked think... about beating <laughs> <laughs> on part one. Part one. We did. So you go back. Check out our reviews on beating. Check <laughs> out uh, our episode. Um, I would say just there's so many things. I mean, for me, I mean, I've been a cannabis user since I was a teenager and it's never stopped. I'm continuously, I'm a can- cannabis advocate. Um, I'm, we, me and Jamila are launching our own cannabis line. Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> that's thank, lit. Thank you. Yeah, our cannabis line will probably be out in the fall. It's called Mama's Flowers, and that's how we talk to our kids about our cannabis use. That it is a flower, and that's something that I did not experience as a child. Everything was really secretive, <laughs> and it made me more intrigued. I was a rebellious one. Like if you told me no, I'm like, what the fuck is that? You know. So I think that normalizing things like cannabis. Um, even talking about our bodies. I mean, I, you know, I didn't see my vagina like until I was probably like, I don't know, 20, like really looked at it for real. Like I'm sure like many a men had seen it and I hadn't even <laughs> seen the shit, you know? So just like normalizing talking about your body with your kids, them feeling comfortable, empowered. Um, removing shame. And removing shame. Like, I think those are things that um, our parents did not, you know, do for us because they didn't realize that they could or they felt really uncomfortable. And the shit is uncomfortable. Like, even do it, it's uncomfortable for me because I'm still a product of what I was raised as. Right. And so it really is like a constant, you know, unlearning and a constant practice to 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 be uncomfortable so that, it becomes normal. Um, And so people often ask us like, how do you talk to your kids about cannabis? How do you talk to your kids about, you know, their body parts or sex or this? And it's like, it's not one conversation. It's a continuous conversation. It's like a lifelong conversation. Um, So I think normalizing those things, um, also like normalizing just this the stigma that I think single moms hold, which is like that we're like these yeah. sad women that are like, you know, just looking for like someone to be their child's daddy or like, what the fuck did you do? Why are you a single mom? Or like, you must be broke or you must be, you know, all you must not live a full life. You must be so sad. 
Yeah. And kind of like empowering women to like, yeah, if you ain't happy with that nigga, go be a single mom. You'd probably be a lot more empowered and a lot more happy. Like, it's not so bad over here, actually. I'm fucking living my best life. I dropped my baby off because she has a whole other ass parent and I get to do my shit and I'm not married, unhappy, living in a household with someone that I shouldn't be with. So I think just kind of destigmatizing a lot of things and um, hopefully our daughters, you know, growing up is really beautiful, empowered young women is my goal. I hope. I hope I'm not fucking it up. <laughs> I love that. It's so funny that you talked about like talking about your daughter or daughters about like their body parts because there was this big like scandal in New York. Oh, yeah. Um, the masturbation about, thing. Yeah, the masturbation video. Mm-hmm. It was at this school, Dalton, this private school on like upper some somewhere in Manhattan. Um, how do you all feel about that? Would you be comfortable with the teacher teaching your daughters about masturbation in the first grade i'm um i don't know about the first grade i i, I recall i said this on horrible too because they asked about this but like um uh we had that talk in fifth grade at school it wasn't about masturbation it was about sex and it was about like periods and i think fifth grade is a better age if the, if the school would have had that conversation at fifth grade i'm cool with it uh, i discovered pleasure in my body very young uh, because someone touched me um which was conflicting because no one talked to me about it i didn't talk mm-hmm. to anyone about it wow. um but also like i know my kid and, and like it's natural at like five or six like without someone touching you that you discover shit feels good you hump the side of a chair you're like huh what was that? that's interesting i you know everything I, it was insane i actually remember sitting on my dad's lap this is awkward and weird but and i was like amazing and i was like hmm it's kept like <laughs> <laughs> squeezing and he's like what the fuck are you doing stop and i was like <laughs> <laughs> But like now looking back, I was a little girl. I was like, it's because I was feeling some type of sensation from it. But like, uh, because I'm around my kid and because we talk about shit all the time, I'm like, how's your vagina today? Anyone touch it? And she's like, no. I'm like, okay, anyway, what'd you have for lunch? (laughs) I I know she's not really, hasn't explored that much. Mm -hmm. And I'm not like opposed to her, like exploring her body. That's natural. That's human nature. But like, maybe it's going to happen at seven. I think that there's an educate, like, I feel like. I don't know. Fifth grade is the right time. Well, yeah, I don't know that. I more so think that do I want like the schools taking a hold of that conversation before I get to? No. Right. Had they maybe sent out a newsletter to the parents and said, hey, just so you know, like we've done the research and kids are starting to, you know, this is actually the real age when kids start to explore. Mm -hmm. These are conversations that maybe you should have with your child. These are the tools in which that you can do that. And like empowering the parents to do that whether or not the parents are going to do that is you know their own decision but like maybe continuously you know like pushing that message so Mm. and then giving the parents the option like hey we're going to do this we're going to do this if you want your child if you've had the conversation you want to further that conversation we can do that but like just taking a hold and doing it on your own without the parents consent I feel like is you know it's kind of over it's definitely overstepping the boundaries but I do think it's better to have the conversation than not to at all Absolutely. Yeah. I was a kindergarten teacher and I don't know if I tell you guys this story. One of my students during rest time, he like took out his penis and like started like rubbing it. And I was so confused about what to do. I was just like, they don't Michael, that? that's not his real name. But I was like, Michael, go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a good response. Well, that actually is a good great. response. And that's like, a good one. It is like this is what you do in private. If right, you want to exactly. do that, go do that in private. Wash your hands, close the door, make sure no one ever, no one touches your body except you. Yes, mm-hmm. you know, like it, right. and not shaming them. Be like, oh my god, what are you doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> put it away. You know? put, it like, put that dick away, Michael. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> like, I can only imagine I would be having a breakdown. Yeah. Did he go to the bathroom? No, he just like 
I don't even think he was really he realized he was doing it. He just like did it. it. Yeah, and yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, and no a lot other of kids times saw... women don't I mean not women, sorry. Children don't even realize that they're even touching themselves. Yeah. They're just like I'll notice. see I'll see I've seen my own daughter, like, you know, just not even realizing. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like what's going on? <laughs> And she doesn't even realize it because it's not like a thing, you know? Um but I do think that it is a conversation that needs to happen sooner than I think it's happening in most households for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't get talked to about that. Did you guys? I don't think so. I no. never had a masturbation like, not masturbation no. it was literally just sex immediately do like you it ma- was, do you masturbate at all now hell yeah yeah do you feel yes. like at what age did you start masturbating i didn't start masturbating until i was like out of college like same 20 some shade got me my first vibrator i was like four or five <laughs> I, def- I humped things. Same, I no, like, I hump shit. I didn't like intentionally masturbate. Like somebody gave me a vibrator. No, but you were humping things. I was, I, definitely I was humping not humping. Things. You yes. weren't hump. You were humping and orgasming. Probably. I was like r- grinding on the bedpost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember orgasming, and I was like, "Love this, doing this all the time." <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything. I remember the first time I was probably around eight when I experienced and I was like, oh, and mm-hmm. then like I wanted to know what it was, but I didn't associate like penis. Or, like, <laughs> not, not the sex. rock in the chair. I was yeah, just that, like, that I associate, it was just like, mm-hmm. it just was pleasure and nothing to do with anyone but myself, you know? Yep. Um, and then I think like at 11, um, and then I became, and then, you know, daddy issues. Hello. Um, I, I was promiscuous at a young age. Um, and you know, didn't really do a lot of masturbating, was looking for boys to like masturbate me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started probably masturbating like on my own at like, I'd say like around like 14, 14, 15 consistently. With fingers? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was always too afraid to use my fingers. Me too. I still yeah. don't know how to use my fingers. I, I still love fingers. I also, I also use humper. a cucumber. I'm a, I'm a toy. No. From my, from my You're a what? Kitchen. Yeah, oh for sure. Put but saran wrap but on But you it. like penetration? <laughs> I was just, yeah, I had, it was before I lost my virginity. I wanted to like, oh God. I stretch it out. Oh my God. I just, I can't remember. What did you put? Wow, this is a flashback <laughs> moment. Yeah, it was because I had lost my virginity and I wanted to know what a dick would feel like. I'm <laughs> <laughs> holding my hand <laughs> out like Oh my goodness. Um, and so, oh God, and then I put it back. That was going to be my question. <laughs> but you put the rain wrap on it and you I washed it off. No, you did but not I put, put it, back. it back. I put it back out of fear that like someone would know. No, like, you said like, no way I you didn't did. know what to do. I wanted to throw it away, but then I was scared that like my mom would be like, where the f is my kid? <laughs> But I don't see anything wrong your, with that. Buy your kids Sorry, vibrators. Mom. <laughs> At I, what age? Teenage age. I like that. Yeah, we had we interviewed um, a woman who has a, a movement called Pro Hope. She's actually coming out with a sex toy. And oh. her mom bought her her first vibrator. And it, that, like, inspired this whole thing. Pen- yeah, we, we interviewed this girl. Actually, she's she's here. Oh, Michelle. Isn't she here, Michelle? Michelle Hope. She's a sexpert. And um, she is all about normalizing buying, you know, vibrators for teenagers and, like, like empowering them to, like, pleasure explore themselves. their self-pleasure. Yes. And not, like, wait for the um, boy, a silly, yeah. dirty, nasty boy, to do that for right. you. Do you guys because a Betty? lot of times when you experience your own self-pleasure, it kind of eliminates that desire. Right. Anyway, it'll, it a lot of times will prolong a, a teenager's desire to have penetrative sex because they're like, I'm good right Even here with me. I yeah. love you guys and I love your daughters. I am praying I have no girls. <laughs> Why? Why? You misogynist. I just don't. <laughs> what? What? You think you guys are going to fight? I just know how difficult I was and I I love like the boy energy like I don't know you're I gonna love, get a girl just I love because you're oh I know I know so that's gonna just, be like I'm just gonna be fucked, but still prayers up <laughs> 
Okay, we also recently had Ebony K. Williams on, and she was talking about how she believes in like the divine order. I think is what it's called, and it's so it's like God, spouse, and then children. Mm. Have you all heard of this? What? <laughs> what? I don't. I mean, I was gonna say something super. <laughs> Please explain. So, I mean, I. I'm going to explain as best as I know, but okay. it's like you put God first mm-hmm. or whatever you believe in first. Mm-hmm. And then the relationship between mom and dad or mom and mom, whatever, mm-hmm. um, f- next. And then the children, like you don't put the kids before the relationship. Can I ask a clarifying question about the divine with the God first? I don't know the answer. Okay. But what was the question? <laughs> I just tried. So is it the divine is, is that the, parents must be together in order to I think it's pour the mon- into the relationship with your partner pour into the relationship first. so that you can be, be a god so that you can be better parents or to like model a relationship for the kids like you don't put the kids in front of the relationship I don't disagree with that I mean I don't I I just just especially if you are in a if you are married I don't disagree with that but like I mean for me and Jamila we're single right so we pour into ourselves because we that's the relationship that we have with ourselves and essentially enables us to be good moms but if you are you know and but and I also would say that that's also true for women who are in relationships that is important to pour into yourself but also you know pour into your partner and your relationship so that you guys can be happy and hopefully stay together if that's what's meant to be and be good parents so I don't necessarily disagree with that, but I just don't at that title, the divine order. Sounds I think very, God and you are like, I don't evil. love that title, Not mm. evil, but I think like you are the matriarch of your being. Your I existence. agree. My existence is my relationship with God. And then I don't like, yeah, I think you, you have to do your life like you did before you had a kid. But I, I, as all, like as a woman, that shit comes in balance all the time. You get put last a lot. You know, the kid gets put before the, the husband a lot. Like that's inevitably going to happen. But I think you have to pour your own cup filleth before you give off to anyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, yes. in, in pouring your own cup, you have to be in tune with like ground yourself. And that's God. Yeah. Can you talk about, because it seems like you guys are like really living your best lives, but you're also moms. And so I talked to my older sister about this a lot and she has like a lot of mom guilt. Do you guys deal with that? Oh or my you're God, just like, all that? the time. Oh Jesus, I am living my best life with so much anxiety. Are you kidding? Like I I am constantly have fi- fighting off mom guilt. It's not something that I don't think... I don't know, like all the mommy people on Instagram would love to fucking like do a fucking million pointing TikToks <laughs> telling you how the fuck to, you know, relieve mom guilt. There's no fucking cure for that shit. Like yeah. there isn't. I, I, I think I think you can lessen it. But there's always a point that there's 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 guilt involved. Um, I think that, you know, having other mom friends has helped me, you know, substantially kind of understand that, okay, you too. I think that's why our whole platform exists is because it's like other moms connecting and be like, bitch, you too, me too. Oh shit, you mm-hmm. too. And it's like, okay, I'm not crazy. Oh my God. Like I did deserve to have this weekend off. I've had my child for 10 days straight. Like, and people be like, 10 days, that's your child. Like you're supposed to have them for 10 days straight. No, bitch, I'm not. <laughs> like, I went half on a baby and that was the agreement. Okay. Like, and I have a, like grandma told me she wasn't going to help too. Right. Um, so I don't know if like, I think mom guilt is something that I experienced. I mean, me and Jamila just, we went to Costa Rica for two weeks without our kids. And I know there's a lot of moms listening that haven't even taken four 
two days away from their kids in seven years. Mm-hmm. And that's some, crazy. And that's crazy. And I think sometimes moms like are proud of that. Like they wear that shit like yeah, a badge. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, I haven't done it. And, and I'm like, are you happy though? Like, how do you feel? And it's like, no, you have to take time for yourself. I am no good to my daughter if I am fucking irritated, pissed and with her every month fucking day i'm not and she's no good i don't want her to be codependent on me all the time she needs to experience you know and, and spend time with the tribe the community yeah. that i've built for her so that she understands that not everything looks like how it looks in my household go hang out with uncle sebastian and uncle josh mm-hmm. like go hang out with you know tia and ryan and go hang out with my other friend who doesn't have any kids like you need to see what the world looks like because it's not this like little bubble that's in my household so but with but with all that said like of course mom guilt is something like i'm I'm constantly battling also like where the is the dad guilt how come they don't i feel like they don't have that word yeah it's like not a a word and if they say it it's like i've never heard a nigga say no they don't be fine go by your mom okay before we move on i just want to also oh it just went blank (laughs) it'll come back Okay, I want to. I want to get into the story that I teased the listeners. Oh, yeah, I was dying to know yeah, that. Yeah, that's okay. what I need to know the tea. Okay, so someone we know, I guess, was fucking this girl. I don't know if it was like a shoot up the club situation or just like condom malfunction, whatever it may be. Shorty gets pregnant and is, I guess, a bit older and decides like I'm just I'm keeping the baby, but she doesn't tell him for three months. And then three months later is like, yo, I'm pregnant. I'm already three months along. I'm keeping it. It is what it is. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Because I I heard that and I was like, well, I kind of think that's fucked up. Like, granted, it's still her body, her choice, everything that she wants to do. But I feel like in deciding to withhold the information for that amount of time, there was a bit of like dishonesty involved in that, that like, no matter what, I guess, even if she told him a month no, in, and a month in. It, yeah, yeah, like that's still her business. But by deciding, he didn't get to have a say. He didn't get to be a part and of and the that's where I'm torn. Like, would the, he well, have he had a he, he shot have a say? He shot up the club. We don't know if he shot up the club though. We don't. I don't know those circumstances. Oh, like you think she took a turkey baster? I have no idea what well, happened. What did he say? It could. I. This is a grapevine story. Okay. So <laughs> here's my thing. Like, if you wore the condom, the girl was on the birth control. Okay. And still gets pregnant. As the man, do you just, it? oh well? And then how, also how do you all feel about this whole three month withholding? I think that God made it pro-choice so that niggas could be more intentional with who they lay down with. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, niggas are not intentional with who they lay down with. And I'm pro-choice, obviously. And like, that's why niggas, you really have to be careful of who you if, what, if the condom breaks, just, is this bitch telling the truth about being on birth control? You got to really know who you're fucking. And I know a lot of times we can think we know, we don't know. Also, like, that bitch is cr- a little crazy. I'm not having it. I'm not forcing anyone to have a baby, have a baby with me. I'm not, I'm not cornering a nigga. If you don't want to have a baby with me, you're lost, nigga. I'll go right to the clinic. I'm, but, she but what if she didn't want to go to the, you know, and, and, yeah. and I, and I, or, or I'm going to tell you, I'm going to keep it. I, I'm going to at least have, when a, I find out, I'm not yeah. going to wait three months. No, that's not, that's not cool. Period. I mean, not that her, her, 
her decision would have changed either way. Yeah. You know, but I also know someone, actually a good friend of mine, who similar situation, the girl did not tell him for a minute and they're married now and have another kid. And that's oh. generally not the case. Yeah. He's a very nice man. But like if I, when I hear that story, I feel like, okay, that's a little crazy. But sometimes also niggas be lying. Like, I don't really, I didn't want that. I didn't know her. And they be, can you like have my baby? They literally Correct. will tell you I have my baby while they're inside you. And then be like, bitch, I don't know why she's talking about keeping it. Keeping it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you why, my nigga. So, Glenn's family friend told her, like, uh, she's a bit older. And it's a lot. I want to say, like, 35, 36. Yeah, she's 35. She and was she like, was if you like, get pregnant now, just keep it. Just keep it. She's well, like, I, take I, it from me. That's I, I at my age, I always you don't want to get women. stuff out here. I always hear about older women just being like, oh, well, I'm going to keep it. Like, and they're going to be bitter, but the baby daddy doesn't want to show up. And it's just, okay. Or can they make the decision to be like, I'm I'm going to raise this or child. Or there's that. Have, and no that's a whole other thing. But that's role. also, like, how how healthy is that for your for, for this kid? For the child. Because, like, are you setting that child up? Like, we talked on the last episode that we had with you guys about the tribe and like building the village around the kid like if you're if you're intentionally going to choose to be a single parent what are you doing to build the tribe around you that's that child's going to feel supported not, not having that father figure what is nick cannon going to do having 25 children and not being able to attend not being seven. able to attend to all of them because it's not physically possible is he bringing these women together like there you can do it but i just feel like okay then let's have a plan because this child will need if it's a boy he's going to need a male figure in his life if it's a girl like I just feel like we need the support we need to know like what the world looks like within our village and those kids need that you can't just be like okay well I'm on my own island and it's just me and her and that's it like and a lot of times women have that make that independent decision but guess what bitch your feelings are going to be hurt for real you can be like I want to do it by myself and then when the nigga's like I'm really not going to have anything to do with it and then that nigga really doesn't show up those would be the first bitches crying well bitch this is what you signed up for shorty gave birth and your boy was on vacation he's out of the country Mm-hmm. And, I, and you can't tell me she didn't scroll the Instagram and be like, damn. You can't damn, tell I- me she wasn't pissed, hurt, like that would be all terrible. types of yeah. mad. Well, but he probably was like, I told you right. that I didn't want to do this and you gave me no choices. Now, is that great for him not to be there because this is the cards that he was dealt? No. But at the same time, like it, it's a double-edged sword. I think my conclusion was just like, Every time you have sex, this is what can happen. Ultimately, no matter like how much you wrap up, how ninety nine point nine percent effective that birth control is, like that is what's happening once the the penetration occurs. Right. Yeah. This guy I used to mess with said he would he only has sex with women he would feel comfortable having a kid with if some shit happened. He was trying to trap you though. On, wait, I'm sorry. No, no, wait, 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 wait. Niggas say that <laughs> a lot. I know. Was that, 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 that story that far too many that times? Game. That's some game that for your ass. But I mean, I guess that's smart. a good strategy if it's not game. If it's not a game, then yes. But nine times out of ten, niggas don't really mean that. They just be saying that shit and be like, "I'm selective." No, nigga, you're not. Okay, we're getting close on. Okay. Okay, you'll read your diary entry. I just want to say one thing. So, moms, <laughs> I know you want to read it really bad. I do. I got to um, hear it. <laughs> okay, yeah, I want to hear it too. But I think this is important for our listeners that are moms who might be staying in relationships because it's for the sake of the children. Mm-hmm. And both of you are Ooh. not with your mm-hmm. baby's dads. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any advice for those listeners? Do you want your child to know you in a place where you're not really your full self and you're not happy? Mm-hmm. Who is your child getting to know? Is it a shell? of who you are or is it your best authentic self like 
I wasn't in a good place in that relationship. I've known that nigga for many years. I we grew up together. He was my high school sweetheart. Everything sounded good on paper. I know his family. I still do, and you know I love him for bringing me my child. But who I was and who I became in that relationship, I was not a good version of myself. And I would never want Luna to learn that person because it was not who I am. I wasn't free. I wasn't happy. I wasn't in my full self. So you think you're doing your child, um, you know, some a, a great deed by staying and looking appearing as the family. But when those doors close, if you're not really genuinely happy with that person, that resentment and that energy will always bleed into your child because you're always going to be connected to that child. And trust me, no matter what fucking age they are, they know you're not happy. They feel that shit. And I grew up in a household where niggas, shit was crazy. They were together, but nigga, y'all acting crazy. I can't wait to go to college because you guys are fucking nuts. But like, you have to be real with yourself. And sometimes cutting the cord is actually the renewal and like the rebirth that you you actually need and I'm so grateful that I was able to do that because I was I don't know who I was I was a shell of myself so you got to be honest with yourself before you're honest with anyone and like don't do your child a disservice by thinking you're staying in the picture because it's it looks good on paper a lot of times it's not for the child it's for your own you don't want to move on you can't let go you don't want that man to be with another woman you can't bear to see him with someone else it's possession it's ego i get it i get it all um but you also have to trust how that children are resilient like your child will be just fine johnny will be just okay not going to disneyland with both his parents because that was for me like when me and my when when i you know separated from my child's father i continued to try to have these family functions these Mm. family meetups these family dinners these family and it was not healthy it's not and i think a lot of people that are just breaking up like can attest to this that they are trying to still put on this show for their kids and it's they are going to be just fine if you and your if they you guys don't do shit together especially black mom there's like this huge stigma about being like a baby mama yeah you know like damn i didn't decide to be my mama i decided to be a wife right you know i don't want to be a statistic yeah i don't want to be a statistic and like sometimes bitch you'll be a statistic and you'd be fine you'll be fine (laughs) yeah you'd be the best of the statistic right yeah well thanks for that advice because i thought that was important now read your fucking diary thank you (laughs) all right you all read diary entries we did so we had an episode on our show called dear diary when we were jamila and i went back in our diaries so i've been writing in my diary since i was in second grade and i had some like (laughs) seven-year-old diary entries that wow (laughs) i want to say this is from 2019 okay so this is a this is a grown diary entry oh my god texted him to hang he said down af yes I'm still in love. I'm a silly bitch. (laughs) I can't help it. Today, I declare I will not straighten my hair until May 28th or June 28th. Why? I'm in love. No, I'm not. Bitch, your hair's straight right now. (laughs) I really want to try and let my curls flourish. Let's really commit. Until then, I need to do trims and treatments and love myself. And my hair. Wait, how the fuck and my did you journey. go from him to your goddamn hair? <laughs> no, because it says, until Typical then, Leo. I need to do trims and treatments and love myself and my hair and my journey. Also, work out, eat well, drink water, be a baddie for your dream man. Oh, <laughs> Wait, no. your dream man? Dream. And then I wrote his name. Your dream man? What's You're his name? Be a baddie dream for him. my ex. The one that she said she was a dumb bitch for. Oh, I'm a dumb Silly bitch. bitch. Anyway, my hair. He's my Not dream man. It. Back to my you hair care plan. You would have thought this was written in the back in the, back in the day. Damn, I want to hear right, another that's one. That's pretty recent. I've got one more. All right, I've got one more. Oh, shit, I need one more. Oh, oh. 
Oh, it's quick. I'll read it so fast. They're going to kill us here at the studio. Okay, go read it. Indy and Bay came over again. We watched a movie. It was chill. Still processing James and all of this. I really think about him a lot when getting it in with Indy and Bay. I can't really take him seriously, and I think that doesn't help me get over him. And it's just like a shitty-ass Band-Aid. But feeling good things coming, I literally need to conjure it, like... Call for the good things and be ready when they come to me. Still want his dumb ass. And I really don't think that feeling is going to go anywhere for a while. So I will continue to be patient and see what's meant to come of all of this. You are a silly bitch. (laughs) (laughs) This is a diary about a nigga. Don't do this. (laughs) Let me tell you this, though, because didn't you really didn't you recently just do like a little call in the horse? Oh, I did. And then they came. We'll have to tell you this later. Uh, maybe we'll do my page on our Patreon. We will talk about the prayer I did for Dick. She did a prayer. And it worked. I did a prayer for Dick. I'm going to start writing. Yeah. Ma- manifest the shit you want. Manifest the male, male, female threesomes. Manifest the nigga. Put your breath manifest away. your titties thing <laughs> in the fucking shirt on tape. Yes. Manifest all that shit because literally you manifest and you get whatever you want. Be fucking specific. Do you still want that dumbass nigga? Absolutely not. Amen. Okay. Amen. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for um, having us. They're going to kill us here yeah. at where, where where can the people find you? Yes. Um, so you can find us on Instagram at goodmoms underscore bad choices. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts, Good Moms Bad Choices. Check out our Patreon. We have a lot of other bonus episodes there. We also have a community on Slack. If you're a mom, if you're a woman looking for tribe in your city, our Slack is popping. Women are connecting. Um, so that's patreon.com backslash goodmoms bad choices. Please rate and review us on Apple yes. Podcasts, y'all. It matters. These reviews matter. And as many people as, li- as we listen does not reflect as many people as that have reviewed. It's mm-hmm. very sad. It's Correct. making me very sad. So please. Yes. And you can find us at Black Girls Texting, Black Girls Texting on all platforms, mm-hmm. except for Twitter. It's Black Girls Text One. And y'all rate and res- uh, uh, review our shit too. Yes, yeah. Do it. Us. All of us right now. When right you stop listening, now, go free. now. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Quick. Do Thank it. you guys. Bye. Bye. What would you do? So it says, Dear BGT, love you girls. Listen every Wednesday. Thank you. Um, My boyfriend's mom is low-key very disrespectful. Whenever I come around, this bitch always has something to say. Not bitch. Yep. She wrote this bitch. That's where they are. Um, (laughs) That's where they are. (laughs) She She said, whether it's about my weight or something, the other day I went there and she told me that I need to start wearing bras and that my breasts were starting to sag. Oh, that's not funny. I'm sorry, sis. She, she said, do you have any suggestions? Because I love my boyfriend, but if his mom tries it again, I will curse that bitch out. Girl. <laughs> See, to me, those comments sound like comments that family members make, whether or not those are like uh, damaging and rude-ass comments. But, you know, I went through a phase when I was not wearing a bra for a long time and everybody in my family has something to say about it. So. <laughs> I laugh because my mom literally tells me that my breasts are sagging on a daily basis. <laughs> literally. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what are these cheap bras you're wearing? When I was your age, my breasts were up to here and drags me. So that's why I'm like, yeah, sounds like a black she mom. She suggests na- maiden form. Like. You probably need maiden form. <laughs> Classic. No, for real, it sounds that to me sounds like a little bit standard. And I think we've had this kind of conversation on here before. Someone wrote in about their family themselves saying that shit to them and how it made them uncomfortable. So like anybody could really get checked for it. It's especially kind of odd because she's not your family. So it's like, yeah, this who asked you? I don't know. Would you tell? I would tell the dude to tell his mom. Yeah, yeah. Your man needs to talk to his mother. Yeah, because like 
on the one hand, it's kind of like she feels comfortable enough, I guess, to talk to you about that, which could maybe mean something positive. Right. But also, like, like if it's your mom, you could be like, mom, like, stop. But, like, if it's someone else's mom, you have to just fucking take it, I guess. So, I don't know, girl. I think tell your man that it bothers you. I mean, he should know that. Yeah. If he's observing it. But that's my other question. Like, is she dragging him? Is she dragging her in front of the man, in front of the boyfriend? And he's just like, that's how my mama is. <laughs> you know, my mom gonna talk about your saggy titties. <laughs> like, that's, that's so deep. Yeah, that's a little awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck, girl. And talk to the, talk to your man. I don't think you should. Definitely don't think you should curse the mom out. No. Because then your relationship is over. Yeah. So. Maybe try not to call her a bitch if you can. Like, you could tell her. You could call her a bitch to us, but maybe, like, not around your man. I would yeah. also match her energy, too, as a side note, right? Not like that. You going to say, your titties yeah, being saggy? Like, she said, depending on how she delivers it, right? Like, Better watch them titties. They sag, and I'm like, I like to keep my titties free. Like you know, like just like kind of play with her with it. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, and y'all maybe can lighten up. That dynamic. Yeah, don't take it too serious. Lighten up. Right. Um, who cares? Do you think your sag titties are saggy? If not, then who cares? And if you do think they're saggy, oh well, that's natural. Sometimes, but maybe sag. now I'm thinking long term. You might want to address it because you don't want her to speak this way around your future your children. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So maybe you want to kind of like nip it in the bud early so that, you know, we break this generational trauma of our family members talking about shit about us. Crazy. Hey, it builds up a tough skin. Some tough skin. You'll survive. Little I saggy mean, titties won't kill you. Some some have survived. Some people I know have extreme body dysmorphia from their <laughs> grandmother's comments. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> tomato, tomato. <laughs> whatever floats your boat. Whatever lifts your saggy titties. Just whatever kidding. lifts those breasts. <laughs> um, okay, love you for listening. Also, if you have any other mail that you need to email us. Um, <laughs> email mail. <laughs> email us at hello at blackgirlstexting. You can also, what else can you do? You could rate tweet comment. us at, oh, oh, rate, comment, and subscribe. That's very helpful. And it takes zero seconds. You do it on Apple Podcasts. I don't think you could do it on Spotify. Um, you could buy merch and Patreon. Yes. You can so. also find us on YouTube. We are budding YouTube stars. Oh, yeah. Just you wait. Hey, YouTube. Nah, it's really dynamic over there. You can see all of our facial expressions and all that shit. It's a good time. Okay, love you guys. Bye. Bye.